Welcome to The Nighthawk. This is Volume 36, February 21st, 2023, and I'm your host, Josh Urban. The Nighthawk is my effort to connect America through writing, because I don't know about you folks, but I'm feeling increasingly isolated in this era of technology. So I thought, well, what if we write each other some letters? Would you like to write me a letter? Drop me a note. P.O. Box 783, Rustburg, Virginia, 24588, or Josh Urban at ProtonMail.com. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you the news of the week and then get into our Dr. Electro story, a little story uh, that your brain won't bleed and your skin won't crawl, but hopefully you'll smile. We're going to actually start on episode one there, even though we're already at episode 16. Again, drop me a note and I'll send you the latest issues. And please drop me a line and say hello. We'd love to hear from you. So first, our reader spotlight. Jim Kay is a retired police officer and roots for the Green Bay Packers. He lives in Odenton, Maryland. Our Art of the Week, Franz Joseph Haydn. Born the same year as George Washington, that would be 1732, Haydn moved music into the classical era and even tutored Beethoven. And he wrote a lot of great symphonies. Check out number 101 to wet your whistle on that. Speaking of whistles, in the night, have you heard the spring peepers? They're these tiny little frogs, and they're calling the ladies. They've been out there for about a week. They're going, beep, 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 which I think is frog speak for, what's well, a nice frog like you doing in a pond like this? Our birthday of the week is, of course, George Washington, born February 22nd, 1732, in Westmoreland County, Virginia. He was fond of dispensing advice via letters, and we are proud to carry on that tradition. I've even been to his birthplace. It's pretty cool. It's kind of out in the sticks, but it just goes to show you good things can come from humble beginnings. Down the rabbit hole. This is a new segment of the paper. A couple of readers here in Lynchburg suggested something to research, something to continue, something to chase down. And uh, well, here's a link for you this week. Are you a writer? Ever tried? Today is a great day to start. Sounds like an ad, doesn't it? That's an ad for your personal expression. From a personal journey to publishing a memoir, there are plenty of formats. For starters, try Googling how to start a blog. And they're free to start and maintain. A blog is short for weblog, and it's a fun way to share your thoughts and stories. Mine is joshurban.substack.com if you want to check that out. And now our column this week, Charlie, the cows are home. Charlie, hey, Charlie. Jimmy parked his red truck by the gate and hopped out with two bottles of milk. Charlie, the Holstein calf, was nowhere to be seen. I wandered over to watch. Jimmy's a neighbor feeding the animals while the farmer neighbor is away on a trip. I followed him into the field in search of the cows. Well, this is novel. Charlie's black and white splotches glowed against the monotone Angus cows, his adopted family. Then he saw us. Food! He started to gallop right at me. Uh, what's that thing bullfighters do? I stepped to the side, holding the bottle next to me. He drained it in a hurry, finishing in a, finishing a second, and suspected us of holding back. He was following us, blocking us, even headbutting us gently, looking for more. It's all gone, Charlie. Jimmy, Jimmy, little help. We made it out with a few laughs, too. Who knew cows were like huge dogs? <laughs> and now we get into our Dr. Electro. So Dr. Electro came about, I've noticed... Um, I've noticed that a book is either it's just like twisted and dark or makes your head hurt because it's can be kind of shallow. So I thought, well, let's do something that's 
you can kind of sink your teeth into, but it won't make your skin crawl. So Dr. Electro is based off of me and other friends and family members make cameos in the story. And if you would like to be written into the story, let me know and we'll figure out how to do that. So um, I did this whole series maybe about two years ago. I did one almost like a Sherlock Holmes meets a comic book type of thing. And then I wanted to revive the, the story. So this is called The Return of Dr. Electro. And we're going to start on episode one. If you're reading along in the paper form, we're already on episode 16, but we just want to be consistent if you're just tuning into the podcast here. The Return of Dr. Electro. Number one, a midnight whistle. And I'll do my best dramatic voice too. You know, for fun. His foot slipped on the narrow beam. He tottered, waving his arms wildly, then plunged to his death. Shucks. Don't know how those iron workers do it. His boots landed beside the train track, crunching the gravel and fallen leaves. The daydream was over. Dr. Electro's imagination was as agile as his feet were clumsy. The news of the Empire State Building construction had captured his fancy and made him half wistful for the city life he had left behind. But pretending to be a Skywalker wasn't the only reason he balanced again on the shiny rail. The October Sunday was drawing to a close, and leaves lay scattered like embers under a leaden sky. He had heard the town kids tromping merrily through these crisp memories of summer all afternoon. Now, as twilight gathered, the suspicion from city life still pumped in his veins. He didn't like to make so much noise. He had an uneasy feeling he might be heard. The balanced beam of rail lifted him above the betraying leaves. A lean to the left, right, and he moved on, silently, memories taking place of noise. The lights of the city jungle glittered in his mind's eye. His home for a lifetime. The pulse had started to feel like a throb. After his last adventure with the arch-villain Professor Waverly, Dr. Electro took a few long walks, victory hollower than expected. What was he doing with life? Is career everything? Should one even try to save the world? His friends didn't get it. Rutherford insisted that the fray wasn't done with him, that his brilliant research with high voltage would lead to more adventures, more criminals brought to justice, and a lecture tour. Electro just smiled, packed his books in three big boxes, and threw his lucky coin on a map of the Midwest. Whitaker. Haven't heard of that before. Good. (laughs) But what do you want to do there? Rutherford had blustered. (laughs) I don't know. Start a book club, find a wife, work in peace. Two out of the three would be fine, laughed Electro. Whitaker was just another railroad town two hours from Chicago. It suited him fine. The drugstore soda was tolerable. His new library card netted a dusty copy of Homer. He wobbled back to the present. The wind rustled, the dry leaves scuttled along the track, and in the distance, the railroad signal glowed green. The landscape seemed to be waiting. Maybe it was just Sunday, but Dr. Electro couldn't shake an ominous chill. He alighted softly to the path home and the half-finished odyssey. It was due on Tuesday, 
and a library fine would be a poor first impression. His cottage windows were dark when he creaked across the porch. A white envelope glowed faintly in the gathering dusk, stuck in the mailbox with a fresh gold E. Funny, it was Sunday. Tearing it open, he read, Some things never change, old chap. Expect me by the midnight whistle. Rutherford. To be continued next week. Yes, folks, to be continued next week. My name is Josh Urban. And again, if you'd like to sign up for a paper copy of the Nighthawk, drop me an email, joshurban at protonmail.com or send me a letter or postcard. P.O. Box 783, Rustburg, Virginia, 24588. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side.